is Going On True Crime Fans. I'm your host, Teeth. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to the Going West Q&A. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Hello, everybody. If you are listening to this, make sure that you also go check out episode... Episode... Episode 200. 200. So we just released that. I don't want people to think that it's just the Q&A that we're doing because we just did an actual Going West episode that is insane. Was that not such a crazy episode? It was insane, but it was also kind of fun too. No, yeah. Like that is probably uh, alongside the Ruth Price 911 call. I think that was my favorite episode that we just did. Episode 200. That is out now. So go listen to it. It came out just before this one. It's called the man upstairs. I'm going to say that a couple times throughout this because the last time we did a Q&A that when we released it alongside an episode, nobody, like barely anybody listened to the other one. I'm like, oh my God, do people not know? So anyway, thank so we, you. Yeah, we got to plug the other episode, the 200th one. Yes, that one's super important. So go check it out and thank you for tuning into our Q&A to learn more about Heath, Daphne, and Going West. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even know how to lead in. All right, guys. Let's just go. This is episode <laughs> Q&A of Going West. So let's get into it. Oh, hello again. Hello. We <laughs> did do a Q&A many, many moons ago. It was, I think, like a year and a half ago, but let's just do another, you yeah, know? Why not? <laughs> so, okay. Do you want to start with the first question? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the first question that we got is if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Oh, wait, really quick. I want to say we didn't include names because a lot of these questions were um, asked by multiple people. So I didn't want to have to track names. And a lot of you guys like on Instagram had just usernames and no names. So just to not be complicated, we're not doing the names, but appreciate everybody who has sent a question in. Yes, thank you you for the questions. Okay, sorry. So if you were on death row, what would be your last meal, Heath? My last meal. Oh You're my smiling. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I know what it is. It's going to be barbecue for yeah. sure. You already you already knew, but but the thing is is like I primarily eat plant-based now, mm-hmm. but if if I was in that position, I got to say I'd probably go with some barbecue chicken. Um You don't think it would like off put you since you haven't had it in so long. I mean, I'm probably I'm gonna die. But that's in, gonna what in, if in a matter of hours? No, I know. So. But it's like, what if you're off put and then you're like, man, I just wasted my last meal. I'm- no, I don't think I would be. I don't. I don't <laughs> okay. think I would be. So I'd probably do that: barbecue chicken, some coleslaw, and some Granny's potato salad. You got to use the sweet pickles in the potato salad. She, Daphne hates it, but drink dessert. Oh, drink, uh, an ice cold beer. Obviously, an ice cold Coors Banquet. Of course, yeah. dessert. No dessert? Uh, no dessert. You're not a dessert guy. Nope. Do you know what I'm going to say? You probably do. A burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a vegan burger. I love a good Beyond Burger, but my preference, I do love like a just a veggie patty, like a really good veggie patty. So I would say that, a burger with avocado and really good French fries with ranch and ketchup. And um, my drink would probably be red wine. And then my dessert, oh my God. <laughs> Every single dessert. Everything. Every dessert. dessert. Um, what's my favorite dessert? I don't know. Chocolate something like cake. Probably, probably chocolate cake. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Chocolate cake. <laughs> um, that that's what I would say. Like burger is my go-to. Yummy, yummy favorite food. Okay, next question. Uh, tell us about your first date and your love story. So many people ask us this. They're like, we know you met on Tinder, but tell us about like how you started dating and what that was like and what your first date was like. Yeah, it wasn't super romantic. Well, so uh, okay, we'll start with. Um, Heath, we met on Tinder and Heath talked to me and both of our Tinder bios said something about 
or no yours, horror movies. Yours, I mine might have, but yours definitely did say horror movies in Halloween, and I love horror movies in Halloween. So I was like, oh yes. And then we matched, and you were just like, hey, Daphne. <laughs> and then we got a drink probably three or four days later, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then should I just keep going? Yeah. Well, no. And then so, okay. So we got a drink. I I took I took Daphne to uh, one of my local bars in Eugene because yeah, she I was, was living, visiting. Yeah. She was living at her dad's house, which was like 45 minutes away. Yeah. I had just gotten there just to kind of see what I thought of Oregon from LA. So it was very different. Very different. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's on a date with this fucking weird guy. <laughs> well, from I wanted Eugene. to meet people too. So that's why I went on Tinder. I'm like, I got to like meet somebody who can show me around and you know, really get me into the scene so I know how I feel about it. Oh, so that's what it was. <laughs> I'm just your plug. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you were very cute. So you we went are. so we went on a date, right? We went to this bar and I, I was I was acting very, very weird because I was nervous and Daphne actually was not all that interested in me because I was acting so nervous, but I was in the midst of a beautiful woman. So oh, I was like I was like, ah, this is I was like, this is uh, this is strange for me. Well, if you know Heath, and as you all know Heath, you do. Um, now he, you do. He has he's a sassy, funny, out outgoing guy. So when when we met, he was being very shy and very reserved. I'm like, oh my god, this guy hates me. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know. And because I'm very talkative as well, but he wasn't being so. So yeah. anyway, then um, it, you started getting better throughout the night. I just needed some liquid courage, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And then um, we went back to his apartment and we watched Halloween, of course. Yep. And we drank red wine. I don't know if we had any food. I feel like we like brought home pizza or something. We probably Maybe. picked up some food or yeah. something. And then we just watched Halloween and it was really nice. And then after that... He texted me the next day. He's one of those. Good guy. And just said that he wanted to see me again. And then we just kept hanging out. And it was really weird because in our relationship, I moved in kind of early because I lived well, I lived or was staying at my dad's house like 45 minutes away. And then it was kind of like, okay, yeah, after a few weeks, you're like, do you want to just like stay here well, yeah. extensively? Well, she was, Daphne was going to move down to LA or move back to LA and I was like really sad. I was like, no, like, please don't go. And we actually broke up after a, like six weeks because I was like, I'm moving back to L.A. I don't want to stay here. And then we broke up and you were like, do you want to hang out one last time and just say bye? And I, I got to your apartment. And I started crying. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> honestly. sounds weird, but I was just sad. I was like, I don't want to leave this guy. And then she moved in. Then she moved into yeah. my little studio <laughs> apartment. <laughs> it was very unconventional, but it worked out for us. And. Then we moved to LA a few months later or whatever, however long. And then we started the podcast. So yeah, exactly. anyway, sorry, long story, but you you asked for it. <laughs> and then uh, so the next question is, how old are you? I am a Libra. So I was born in October of nineteen ninety four. So I am twenty seven. And I'm a whiny cancer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in June of nineteen eighty eight, so I'm thirty three, almost thirty four. Yes. Next question. What case has struck you? Sorry, let me start over. What case has stuck with you the most? And what case made you more afraid slash aware? So Heath, what case has stuck with you the most? I know that's a super loaded question, but um, uh, there it is. There's honestly just so many cases, I feel I like. It's hard for me to even just like 
pinpoint well, a few. I think you and I are really into, not into, but the bizarre unsolved cases, like Dorothy Jane Scott yes, always sticks with me. Absolutely. Just the fact that she was stalked and there's no answers as to who this guy is, and then she went missing in such a weird manner, and then... There's no answer still to this day. Her car was found. Her body was found. So I think those really bizarre missing persons cases, even if it turns into a murder, it's like, what? Like, those just stick with you because it's so bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 to be honest, really, every case sticks with you. They absolutely. Nev- they never go away. Well, actually, you, never really, you never really forget yeah. how tragic they are. Well, because also stick with you... Could mean a lot of things because then there's sure. also the really just gruesome, terrible ones that pop into your head and they just make you sad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But um, as far as what makes you afraid and more aware, I, I would say, you know, Naomi Irion, that was episode 186, uh, Katie Janess, 192, Julia Ash, uh, 158. So those, like all those cases where a woman or somebody goes missing in like a normal setting like oh i'm i'm going to the store or i'm going or here during the day or something yeah like or like that. um kelsey smith same thing she was yeah. just going to freaking target i would also have to throw in daniel laplante into that like as far as like what case made you afraid <laughs> because that motherfucker was literally living inside of yeah. people's walls yeah like, so yikes i think you and i have both become way more scared as people from the show yeah, well, yeah, definitely a little more anxious for sure, but a lot more aware. Absolutely. So next question. If you weren't doing the podcast, what would be your dream job? So Heath and I are definitely trying to pursue other things while we're doing the show. So we'll probably talk about the dark parts again throughout this episode, but we want to bring back that show really bad. It's a podcast. It's a paranormal, like urban legend podcast, true horror story podcast. We have 17 episodes now everywhere if you want to listen. So we want to bring that back, but we're also like, we we want to leave room to do other things. So for me, I actually wrote a novel when I was 19 and I self-published it and I took it down. So no, you cannot read it. <laughs> <laughs> I have 10 copies in my living room, but that's it. And um, I'm writing another one. I've been working on it for months and months and I'm hoping to finish it this year and actually get it published now that we have the connections to do so. Um, so yeah, that's a big one for me. What about you, Keith? Um, big one for me would to be to own my own brewery. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Let's do it. Um, which would be super cool. But I think the main one for me is Rockstar without, a, without, <laughs> without a question. Like just like I've been in so many different bands throughout my life that I really, if I wasn't doing podcasting, I would want to be entertaining in some other way. And I love, I do love being on stage and I love music. So yeah, I'd love to just be in a, very uh, awesome band. <laughs> there is Successful band. There is a music question for you coming up, so you have to tell everybody about that because Heath is so good, and I want you guys to pressure him because you need to actually do music. So Don't do it. We'll, I'm lazy. No, we'll get there. Um, so the next question is, oh, also you and I, we want to like open restaurants. I want to have a wine brand. Like There's so many things on our list of, of to-dos as far as other things, but so I guess those you are could our main ones. Entrepreneurs, business owners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next question is what do you look forward to in your future in podcasting and in life? Um, I mean, in life, you know, just like for me, writing my book, I'm really excited about. And um starting businesses. Yeah, traveling, traveling, eventually getting married, which we'll talk about too. In podcasting, I would say just keep doing what we're doing and 
connecting with all of you listeners and just continuing to release episodes for as long as you guys will listen. And also, you know, we've talked about doing some live shows and doing some tours. So that's something that we're, you know, we'll yes. talk about here in a little yes, bit too. Yes, that too. <laughs> Um, okay, the next question is, what are your favorite thriller movies and movies in general? Oh, oh you asked the right question. Uh, okay. We could talk hours. Honestly, we could do a whole other we podcast could. on this subject. But we'll try to be brief. Okay, my, you know, my favorite movie ever is what? Oh, The Village. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of people are probably like, what? <laughs> I love M. Night Shyamalan. I think he is, like, he's my favorite director. I think he's so great. So I love The Village. I love was that's technically a thr- that's a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Um for thrillers you and I we love 90s thrillers like What Lies Beneath, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Um, what uh, else? Fear. We like? Fear. Oh, of course. So good. You know, um, Basic Instinct, like things like that. We yeah. we like those romantic thrillers as well, those erotic thrillers yes. because those are just so uh unique. The best. And then we also love horror movies just as far as regular Movies go, you know, we love Halloween, Heath is a big Friday the 13th guy. I love any 80s horror slasher. Mm-hmm. I'm not not super big into, like, uh, ghost. Paranormal. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Paranormal horror movies, they just don't really do anything for me. But, uh, but a good slasher is always great. The Invisible Man is our favorite recent. Oh, and Fresh was so good. Fresh was really good. I think those are two favorites. Also, if you're looking for, because, you know, obviously the thriller genre was not just created in the 90s. Yeah. There's obviously like 70s thrillers. So a really, really good one for you to watch is Play Misty for me. Oh, my God. I always forget ah, about that, even though we have a poster just, of it downstairs. We do. And it's such a fantastic that, movie. Okay, that is, I think, our one of our like top five shared favorite movies. Play Misty for me, and then uh, otherwise, like I love American Beauty, Before Sunrise, Drive. Weirdly, I love Scream. Uh, yeah, like there's just so many good movies. There's yeah. just way too many we <laughs> could talk like, forever. Way too many, yeah. So we need to just move yeah, so on. <laughs> let's carry on. Sorry, guys. Um, where are you from? Uh, I'm from a little small town in Oregon. Where's that? And it's just, it's just north of Eugene, Oregon. It's called Junction City. It's a little farming town. I think there's like 9,000 people in the town or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's where I grew up. Yes. And Daphne? I am from Los Angeles, more specifically Calabasas, Malibu. I moved 12 times before I was 18, so mostly within that area, we randomly moved to Lake Arrowhead one year. So we've moved around a lot, but primarily the the valley. The valley, yeah. Next, have you ever been on any awesome tours? Ghost, haunted house, hotel. We have. And actually, Daphne and I just recently, in October, we went on a ghost tour at the Stanley Hotel. Yes, in Colorado. That was really fun, a tour. It was a night ghost tour, so... We kind of like walked around to different buildings, didn't see anything, but smoked that was a fun. J and then went on a nice ghost tour. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But that's that's really all. I'll I'll bring one up. There's another question later that has to do with more this kind of thing, so I'll answer that later too. Sorry, I feel like we keep saying that. Oh, we'll talk about this later. But I did already look through these questions. There's a lot of questions that are kind of yeah. similar. So yeah. Uh, favorite place you've lived and why do you guys move so much? So, you know, people also asked us, why did we leave Idaho so quickly and why did we move back to Oregon? So for those who don't know, um, you know, when Heath and I met, we were in Oregon. Then we moved to L.A. When the pandemic hit, we wanted to get out of L.A. because it was you know, such a big city. And we were in an apartment and wanted to be in a house somewhere a little smaller just to kind of ride through 
And so we moved back to Oregon. But then while we were in Oregon and working remotely, we kind of were like, you know, we have this really special opportunity where we can move anywhere. But if it was up to me, I would have moved to New England, like Salem or I don't know, somewhere in New England. I think the thought in our minds was just that like, okay, what's a what's a, a city that's kind of similar to Eugene population wise, but also where's a place that's close, also still yeah. close to our family. But it was hard because like for me, I'm such a city person. So we we randomly picked Boise, Idaho, just because a friend moved there and we had heard such great things and we thought it was going to be very us. But once we got there, we kind of realized it's not very us. And it's landlocked. We love the coast. Yeah, no knock against anybody who no, lives no, no, in Boise. Like, not. if you love it there, that's awesome. I just mean not us. Um, I guess like style and vibe wise, like you and I are kind of like darker, moodier. Well, we want to be in a little bit of a bigger city that has more vegan options and that's near the water. Um, also, weather wise, it wasn't perfect for us. So. Uh, it was a good experience for sure. Yeah, Again, it was nothing cool. against Idaho. No, but, it, it literally was the first time it like actually yeah. snowed on Christmas. Yeah, and we were which like, was awesome. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. It was just it felt like a really random choice. So we're like, hey, glad we tried this, but let's move to Portland, Oregon, because that's close to a lot of our family and it's more our like quote unquote vibe. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's somewhat more of Daphne's vibe. I do love it, obviously, because it's my home. That's but, true. But I'm a big sun but guy. But we are also, uh, we're about to get a house in LA because all of our friends are there and the rest of my family. So uh, we kind of determined with all this moving that Oregon and California are our homes and we don't see ourselves living anywhere else. So at this point, we're going to split our time between LA and Portland because that makes the most sense. He loves the sun. He loves the beach. So that makes sense to be in LA too. So we are not going to keep moving around. It's just, I think at this point, we're going to stick between these two places. Yeah. And I and I start to whine if there's too much rain for, there's been for, so too, much for too long. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh my God, get me the hell out of Oregon. Yeah, so it's a good timing for us to get a house in LA because it has not stopped raining in Portland for a very long time. Okay, I hope that answered everybody's questions because we get that all the time. Like, why are you guys always moving? But we haven't moved that much. But also, know? but also we are antsy people. So I can see I can see how yeah. yeah. Also, because I moved 12 times before I turned 18, like that's just kind of in my blood. But um somebody also asked what our favorite place we've lived. I have to say LA. I'm going to <laughs> say LA. <laughs> okay. The next question is, um, do you guys have other jobs? If not, what were they before? So no, we have been doing Going West full-time for two years since the pandemic hit. We got really lucky at that exact time. We realized we could do Going West full-time. So we were very fortunate in that situation when a lot of other people lost their jobs and really struggled with that. Um, but we uh, we have been doing it since then. And before then... Go ahead. Be- before then, I I had worked before we moved to LA. I'd worked for a sporting goods store, it and you were like trying a, to be a uh, park ranger. Yeah, I wanted to be a park ranger like back in the day when I was going to uh, college. So I worked for a sporting goods store, and then when we moved to LA, I worked <laughs> for randomly for a cupcake shop. Yeah, I did too. I used to work at a bakery for many years. Um, and I had a lot of different, different jobs. Like randomly, I was a matchmaker for an LA based company. I totally forgot about that. I know. And my favorite was, um, when I worked for a wine brand and cause I really wanted to work in wine. That's why I still want to have a wine brand, but I was doing that before. And then we started doing going West and here we are. Um, speaking of wine, someone asks, what is your favorite wine? And for Heath, your favorite beer? Yeah. What's your favorite wine, Daphne? 
Um, you know, my, there's this, actually this brand from Idaho called Frenchman's Gulch. And the, sadly, the winemaker died last October. So they are not making the wine anymore. So as you know, Heath, I bought multiple cases yes, so I can have, like hoard it. We have many bottles on our wall. So I love a Cabernet. That's my favorite varietal probably. And then, um, Lapis Luna is a great brand. I do. I recently have been getting really into white wines, like a good Chardonnay. Yeah. So yeah. What about your favorite beer? Um, it's always it's always been and always will be Coors Banquet. Um, you know, I'm a cheap date, so <laughs> like I just I just love uh I just love Coors Banquet. But aside from that, I will really drink pretty much any beer. But if I had to choose like a lager, it'd be Coors Banquet, and then an IPA. Bubble Stash, for sure. Yes. Bubble, bubble stash. stash is so Hot good. Hot Valley Bubble Stash is just really such a great IPA. So good. Okay, next is what are your favorite cases to research? So just like I was saying earlier, to me, the the very bizarre missing persons cases where I can just be sitting there researching like, what the F, you know, mm-hmm. how 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 is this so? Just those ones that totally just blow your mind. Those cases are my quote unquote favorite to research. Yeah. And same, just because, you know, I feel like unsolved cases, they need a lot of attention. And, and I just feel like going into like a rabbit hole of like different possibilities and speculating on things like that. It's, that's probably my most interesting type of case. Yes, totally. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, 
blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. Okay, next is what are your favorite podcasts? So we've talked about this before, um, and I'm sure sorry if some of these questions are repetitive from our old q and I can't remember what we were already asked. But I love um, Hey Babe by Sal Volcano and Chris Stefano. They're two of my favorite comedians. And then the, I guess, sister show is Taste Buds with Sal Volcano and Joe DeRosa. So funny. I love both those shows so much. Yeah. And I would say I, I love Hey Babe as well, but I also love Dan Cummins' Time Suck. Yes. And Scared to Death is really great. Oh, yeah. Those are both so good. I love Scared to Death. That is definitely in my top three. Totally. Okay, next is, will you guys bring back the dark part? So I kind of answered that. We really want to. I love doing that show because it's so fun. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we're we're really trying to just kind of like figure out our schedule and see if it's going to fit into that schedule. So if we can, I would love to bring it back because it's so much fun. It's so much fun. We're just not trying to overload ourselves, um, especially since we are trying to do other things, but... We'll keep you guys updated. I know we keep saying, oh, we're going to bring it back. And then we don't. It's just, we just want to so bad. It's I know. Just that, now, with doing two going west a week, it's so hard. Um, okay. Somebody asked, and thank you for asking this, are there any updates on Carol's case? As many of you know, in episode 100, we covered my Aunt Carol Wilsoncroft's disappearance. Um, there are no updates, sadly. Yeah. Sadly, we don't have any other information. Um, next is, what are your favorite places to travel? Ooh, um, favorite places to travel. Well, places that I want to travel uh, would be like uh, Italy. I want to go to the Amalfi Coast. Mm -hmm. looks absolutely gorgeous. The Caribbean, I've never been there. But I love Hawaii. And actually, yeah, I'm a tropical guy. So anywhere where there's a lot of sun, I'm good. For me, I love... I love Europe so much. Like I love like a, you know, gothic, dark city. So Europe is my favorite. Like I said earlier, I love New England. So definitely, um, yeah, Europe. Like if I were to go anywhere, it would be France or Italy for it's sure. interesting. or Germany. It's interesting because we actually have like quite a balance. Like you're kind of more dark <laughs> yeah. and gloomy and I'm just like, sun. Yeah, you're like, let's go to the Caribbean. And I'm like, how about Tuscany or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tuscany was random. I've just been thinking about Tuscany a lot lately. Anyway, okay, next is uh, who is your favorite character in the Scream movie series? I love the original characters, but Kirby too. I love Kirby. I think Kirby is dope. And I just actually read today that she is supposed to reprise her role in Scream 6. Oh, nice. I don't, I mean, she died. So I'm like, you can bring back Kirby, but not Stu. Yeah, yeah. Makes me sad, but I love Kirby. And then Stu is my other favorite and Dewey. Yeah, I would say um, Jamie Kennedy's character, Randy. I I just love that, that he knows all of the horror films and he's got like these rules. That to me is just, was kind of a fun thing that they put in there oh yeah i agree scream is our favorite but don't get me started on scream five <laughs> no she'll cry literally i cried after <laughs> like a psycho <laughs> okay um like in a bad way uh what made you both want to start a true crime podcast we love it thank you so much um heath and i always loved true crime podcasts before we got together and actually on our first date we talked about true crime we did yeah and uh yeah we i always wanted to start a true crime podcast on carol's case specifically like one of those one-off like investigative style podcasts, but we thought it would be a better idea just to do a general true crime podcast and talk about her case once we gain some momentum. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it had been something we'd both been wanting to do for a while. I definitely got into true crime because I I really loved cold cases uh, or cold case files, sorry. And my mom would always watch Dateline 
all the time. So growing up, Dateline was always on the TV, and I would always just hang out with my mom and watch it. So it was something special we could do together. And, and you now, still do to this day. Yeah, and now it's something special that I get to do with Daphne. So Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a case you think about the most? I would say, in my opinion, Priceless Pizza and... All those missing men. And Brian Schaefer, too. Yeah. yeah. Those those two just really do boggle my mind You know a what's lot. one? I know I already brought up Dorothy Jane Scott, but another one that just pops into my mind a lot is um, Caitlin Aikens. That episode or that case is so insane. And just the fact that there's no answers to that. Like, I remember when we covered it, I'm like, how have I not heard about this one before? Because it boggles my mind. So... Just all those, again, the bizarre disappearances. Yeah, absolutely. And also uh, Jesse Ross. Yep. Yeah, that one was so crazy. And then... Um, Brandon Swanson. Brandon Swanson. That's the other one I was about to we say. We need to redo his episode because that was... A lot of people ask us, too, where our episodes one through seven. So sadly, they got deleted in a transfer, and we don't have the audio files anymore, so we we cannot re-upload them. So that's why Dorothy Jane Scott was from... I think that was episode four. Yeah. Um, so we redid that one, and we're slowly trying to do the others as well. Okay, the next question is, uh, do you ever worry about someone coming after you that you've discussed on the show? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've we've thought about that before. But at the end of the day, we have a very strong community of true crime people. And so, like, and it, that was made apparent when we went to true, uh, sorry, Crime Con, and there was all these investigators and detectives and stuff like that. So... It made me feel a lot more safe. Yeah, and I think in general, we just try to be careful. Yeah, we definitely do our best. So the next question is, if you could solve one case, what would it be? So many people asked us this, and it's such a hard question. I could never answer it. I, I don't think I could either, because there's too many that I would just want to see solved. Quote, unquote, selfishly, I would say my Aunt Carol's, but... Other than that, yeah, there's just way too many. Like, yeah. and so many that we've already mentioned in this episode. Yeah, I can't pinpoint just one episode that I, or one, sorry, episode case that I would want solved over other ones. Yeah, I agree. But so sorry, guys. <laughs> the next question is, what was the name of Heath's band and his current music project? So I've been in a lot of different bands throughout my life. Um, I've, I was in a pop punk band for many years called Mascot. And then I was in a band called Arrows and Stones, but the most recent project that I've done is called Ghostly, and it's just like an acoustic project that I've been doing. It reminds me of Oasis, but less, like, no drums. <laughs> yeah, I fell out of doing it because I've just been so busy with podcasting, but I would love to get back into it. And also, Daphne's sister's fiancé, um, he and I want to start a band and basically we've been talking about doing it for a long time and we kind of write songs here and there, but the band name is Shit Princess. And by the way, the name, interestingly enough, came from Captain from True Crime Garage. Yeah, you guys were talking about that at Crime Con. It's a good <laughs> yeah, name. So we picked up the name Shit Princess. <laughs> I love it. The next question is, do y'all have a favorite true crime documentary? Yes. There's so I mean, there's so many that come out constantly. What comes to mind to me, I loved The Keepers that came out years ago. Uh -huh. Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, that more was recently. so good. So good. 
There's actually this documentary that's, I think it's in post-production right now. It's called Dark Side of the Mountain. And it's about Keith Reinhardt, who is, that is one, I have totally forgot about to mention that earlier. That is definitely one of my favorite cases we've covered. That's like a pet case for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I really liked the the Night Stalker documentary. You I did. thought that was really good. Uh, uh, Gil Carrillo. Mm-hmm. He's super awesome, and he was actually at CrimeCon. He was. Okay, the next question is, what are your tour plans? So we posted about this on our socials. Posted? <laughs> we posted this. <laughs> um, last week, we did it on our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook. If you're not following us, go follow us, because we post about different stuff that we don't talk about on the show, like tour. So we really want to tour, and really, we'll we'll just do it if you guys would show up, you know, like... Let us know. Yeah, we asked a bunch of you guys like where where should we go on tour, and you, you all had a bunch of different answers, which is great because I'm down to go anywhere. Me too. We have a list of like top cities where we've heard the most feedback from, and where most of our listeners are in general from just our general stats. But yeah, please let us know if you want us to tour because Heath and I want to so bad. And we have been talking to some other podcasts about potentially doing tours with them. So we'll we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that as things unfold. Totally. I can't wait. It'll be so fun. So the next question we have is, how did you end up with this dream job of, of investigating, researching, and sharing true crime stories? You know, we just kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. Honestly, we when we started out, we were not dead set on it becoming a thing. We didn't think it was going to make any money. It was just a passion project, something we really wanted to do. But we stuck with it and, you know, it just eventually became our full-time thing. It really is a lot of work. It was very difficult with us working our full-time jobs and then coming home and just doing the show every single day. We didn't have social lives. We didn't do anything else. So it was really hard for a long time, but we stuck with it because we were like, I feel like it's going to go somewhere. We really just want to do this. We're so passionate about it. So yeah, I mean... It's it, we just kept going and and it just worked out, which is great. So thank you guys. And also a big shout out to Daphne because for the oh, entire for you know the entirety of our show, she has been editing. Now we have an editor, which is really great. But before she was doing all the editing, so there were times when Daphne was up till one a.m. tears in her eyes <laughs> editing a show, <laughs> tired um, as hell, just so you guys could listen. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Um, Okay. The next question is, how long were you together before you started the podcast? We started it in the very end of December of 2018, and we started dating in February of 2018. So almost, it was like 11 full months later. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too long into us dating, but long enough um, where we we're like we're gonna stay together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we actually tried to do a couple di- uh, different businesses before we started podcasting. Funny enough. Oh yeah, we <laughs> yeah only four months into our relationship. God, we're so weird. Well, no, Daphne just has she's just got so many different business ideas, which I love. Um, and we tried to start actually start like a popcorn business for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Um, there's just many different. We things. We had like a flavored popcorn business. Idea idea that we were going to do. And then we just, it didn't work out. And we then had we, a Kickstarter for it. Didn't yeah, work. And then we just started a podcast. We're like, let's try this next. Okay. The next question is when's the wedding? So a lot of you guys don't know, Heath and I got, uh, we did announce it, but uh, we got engaged in October of 2020. Was that 2020? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it was. Was. yeah. So a little over a year and a half ago, we are getting married on September 3rd. September 3rd. 2023. 
Yeah, we were going to do this September, um, but Daphne's sister is actually getting married in August. So we decided My twin to, sister. Yeah, yeah, twin sister. So we decided to push it till the next year. Yeah. Which is fine because we already feel like we're married anyway. It's not going to make a huge difference it for won't. us. It won't. Yeah. Nope. I mean, <laughs> our whole relationship has been so unconventional. So we, we don't mind, but that is, we have finally set a date recently. So it is happening next year. The next question is, What's the best way to contact you about cases that we want to hear? Definitely email. Yep. We don't really check our Instagram messages or our Facebook because we get so many. Because, you know, all of social media, there's Patreon, there's email. That's like five different places, or actually six different places where you can send us messages. So it's really hard to stay on top of all that. But we do respond to every email we get. The other place that you could potentially give us suggestions is in our discussion group. I have a post at the top of the page and it basically just has like, it's asking for suggestions so you can post it in that thread. And that's on Facebook. Yes. The next question is, what do you do differently after researching so much true crime? (sighs) We're just way more careful. I think I'm very hesitant to go places alone. I don't like to walk alone. I used to walk a lot in our neighborhoods or just different areas, and now I just don't feel really safe doing that, no matter, even if it's the daytime, because things can happen anytime. Um, We share our location with all of our friends, things like that, like just trying to be careful. Always, whenever we go camping or go anywhere, we're always telling people where we are. So just being way more cautious. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to take away is just being cautious of your surroundings and honestly making sure you share your location with as many people as possible, like you said. That you're close with. (laughs) Yes, yes. Not people you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) The next question is, I know y'all don't cover super gory cases. May I ask why? There actually, we do, from time to time, we'll get certain case recommendations, and I'm just like, I just can't. Because it just, it's too hard to research. It's just, it's, it's hard enough researching the cases we do that are just so devastating on their own. But the ones that are, that involve torture or anything super gory, it just truly sickens me. And the last thing I want to do is sit about or sit around and read about it and then have to tell you guys and just disturb everybody. And it's, it's hard because that's something that somebody actually endured. So I don't want to downplay somebody's story and act like these things don't happen because they do. It's just so hard to research and it just, it makes me just sick and sad. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, when we first started, we had done a couple cases that were particularly brutal, like Mm -hmm. the Dayton Leroy Rogers episode was very brutal. And I think after that, we kind of just decided let's maybe not go into those super horrible, gory ones. Some podcasts do, and that's fine, because I know a lot of people are cool with the hearing those kind of details, but to us, we're just, uh, it's just too hard. Next question is, do you believe in the paranormal side of things that whether that, sorry, maybe I wrote this wrong, whether it's ghosts or aliens? If so, have you ever had any experience? I think, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I honestly think if we're, we're we're a bunch of people living on a rock that's floating around in space and space is massive, so I can't imagine that there's no other life forms out there. So yeah, I do kind of believe that there's extraterrestrial life out there. Right. Um, as far as ghosts, yeah, I think so too, because I just don't see why not. The weirdest know. thing, I mean, to me, it's like there's so much that's not known about our world and the universe that right. it's hard to just say, nah, that's not real. Because it's like, think about how we're sitting at this table, talking to each other, putting this podcast out. 
Like, it, it, life doesn't make sense in general. Yeah, totally. So why should ghosts? Uh, so I, I do. Uh, Experience-wise, I've told this, I think, on the dark parts of maybe in a Going West episode. I had an experience in New York. I was on a ghost tour with my mom. So you might think, oh, well, if it was on a ghost tour, then it was probably fake. But we were in this really old town and basically in upstate New York. And we were on a ghost tour and downstairs in this kind of basement area, this tour guide was explaining to the group this ghost that haunts this room and his name is him. Ooh, I already don't like that. That's what they call him. And I was standing up against a solid brick wall and suddenly I just felt not against it, but I was a, a foot away. And suddenly I, f- I feel a very hard two taps on my left shoulder. And I turn around and I said, oh, sorry, thinking that somebody was trying to get past me. And then I'm like, oh, sorry. And I turn around and there's no one there. And I suddenly just freeze like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, who knows? Uh, I've had kind of a similar thing. I was on a ghost tour as well at the Stanley Hotel, actually. Right, yeah. I've been there twice. Um, this was when I had was not with Daphne, but I was with my parents. And there was this thing where they were like, oh, like, who wants to go into this haunted closet? And it was this thing where if you'd go into this closet, you would experience things or whatever. So I, I was, like that. So I no. was like, so I was like, I'll do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went in there and you're supposed to stay in there for like a minute. And and sure enough, I felt definitely like, I felt like cool, like someone was blowing on the back of my neck. Oh, no. I felt like someone was like blowing on the back of my neck and then like, like just like touching me and stuff. And I, I felt really sensation. I actually didn't last a minute in there. I actually got out of the out of the closet and I was like, no, but no way. Screw seven minutes in heaven. That's one minute in hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was done. <laughs> okay, next is as someone wanting to start a true crime podcast, what advice can you provide? Oh, um I would just say just do it and don't give up. Because Heath and I, we just we didn't know anything about podcasting. I had never edited anything. We used GarageBand. I had never done any of that. We just watched a YouTube video, plugged in our microphones, researched a story, and just went for it. So you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to take a class or know 100 things. Just do it and keep doing it. If I can give you some tips, though, I would say don't skip on your editing. Make sure your editing is good. Make sure you have uh, nice quality microphones. That's important. And then also, the number one thing is know how to pronounce cities and uh, towns. Or people will roast you. They will literally roast your ass. (laughs) So yeah, just uh, honestly, just do it. Because I feel like a lot of people say that and they're like, oh, I've been wanting to do this. Just do it. Yeah, it's a fun experience. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. A couple questions left here. Uh, The next is, what music do you guys listen to? Um, my music is all over the place. Um, I actually had uh, a woman come up to our booth at CrimeCon and she was like, you like Jim Croce? And I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say Jim Croce. I like a lot of classic rock, 80s hair metal, 100%. (laughs) Def Leppard is like my number one. Um, and then I also listen to a lot of like indie rock too. Yeah. I love my favorite artist ever is Vancouver Sleep Clinic. He is Australian and he's my favorite artist. He's very moody, kind of like Bonnie Vare vibes. I love Bonnie Vare too. Uh, just so, so good. My favorite artist. And then I love the 1975. Yeah, 1975, Catfish and the Bottle Man, like Arctic those kind monkeys. of wallows. I love wallows. Arctic monkeys, uh, Last Shadow Puppets, music like that, definitely. And then um, I forgot to write this one down, but somebody had also asked us what our favorite TV shows were. 
That's hard to say because Heath and I watch so much TV. I feel like we watch every thriller type show that comes out. Yes. Most recently, The Shining Girls, we're about to get into Severance and then uh, uh, Under, Under the, the Banner, Banner of, of Heaven. Heaven. Yes. <laughs> that show's insane. So check that out on Hulu if you haven't. Just things like that. A classic favorite of mine is The Twilight Zone. And that's an American Horror Story. I'd have to say, I don't know. I'd have else? to say that '70s show, one hundred percent. And it's because it was just my era. Like it was always on TV mm-hmm. when I was growing up. So love that show so much. There's just so much good TV. It's hard to remember what our favorites are because we watch everything. So yeah, yeah, those are some. But any thriller show or horror show, Heath and I are totally on it. And the last question, go for it. So the last question is. Who came up with the name Going West? It was a joint effort. We were sitting in Heath's parents' house. We had just decided at dinner that we wanted to start a true crime podcast. And so afterwards, we were just both on our phones trying to think of unique names because we didn't want something that had true crime in the title. We want it to be a little unique and not sound like any other true crime podcast. And Heath actually is the one who found go west, which means to die or disappear, essentially. It is an old English phrase. And then we were both just like, well, what about going west? And then we put it on our list and we kept looking and we're like, let's just go with going west. Yeah, it was kind of because there was a lot of shows that were like, murder this or murder that. Yes. And, 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 and you know, nothing against those shows, but we, we were like, can we do something different? So we found that. And it was kind of interesting because if you would think about it, like, Going west kind of means like uh, like the sun going down in the west. Yeah, that's where means, it comes from. Means like you know the lights going out. Yep. Which is extinguishing of life essentially is kind of like the analogy or whatever. And most people think it means because we live on the west coast and or that we cover. Like someone recently asked us if we're going to cover episodes not on the west coast, and like most of our cases are not yeah. on the west coast. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we we it, we happen to live on the West Coast. I think that was kind of a, a charming thing about it, too. We're like, oh, we live in the West, so that makes sense. And this is an interesting old phrase that nobody really knows. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to anybody. But, but the, then that's people the took it and they're like, oh, yeah, so you guys just do all cases in the West? We're like, no, we do them all over yeah. the place. I think we should be more vocal about what it means because when you realize it, it's like, oh, that makes exact sense. Yeah, definitely. So that is all. That is all the questions we had from you lovely listeners. And we're so happy when we get to do these Q&As because it's fun for you guys. It's fun for us. It's fun for all, really. Yes. And it, it is nice just because we get a lot of questions here and there. And it's nice to be able to just condense it in one episode where people can listen if you want to. And so we appreciate everybody who submitted questions and everybody who's listening. Thank you so much for bringing us to episode 200. Yes. This has been amazing so amazing. milestone, yes. literally. And again, if you have not listened to episode 200, which is the episode before this, it's called The Man Upstairs. Go listen. That is one of my favorite episodes we have done on this show over the past 200 episodes. So check it out. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger.